Disclaimer, this is not uh, legal advice in any way in this episode. It's just opinions and uh, ideas. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rained Out Rantcast. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always, is nobody. <laughs> now, this week's episode should be a good, I, I guess they call them bangers. A banger? If you uh, hate paying taxes, this is a banger of an episode, if I will. If you will. If we will. On this episode, I got Dan, Taxation is Theft, Beerman, Bear, wait, yeah, Beerman, Beerman, ah, shit, I already messed up that intro of his name, I fucked this up a lot, so he'll tell you his name, but we talk about, uh, you know, taxes, uh, governmental laws, the way they're extorting us, it's all voluntary, exempt yourself from the matrix. Get the fuck out of it. These guys, uh, oh, that was weird. I, I just thought about this. When I was interviewing Dan, I realized it may be, it may be one of the first episodes I didn't say fuck. And here I am, the intro, I'm fucking it up. I'm fucking it everywhere. I really need to implement the, the, the you know, when I say fuck, more of a, more of, you know, it's, it's like, holy fuck. We'll get the soundboard instituted. I really need to hire someone to get these here. So, anyways, go ahead and uh, follow me on Twitter, underscore Rantcast. Um, help support the show. Go to uh, buymeacoffee.com slash Rantcast. Buy me a beer. Don't buy me a coffee, man. I'm not a coffee guy. I feel like coffee's for old people. No offense. And it tastes like shit. I am old, but, you know, I don't drink the coffee. Anyways, dragging out this fucking intro way too long. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, conversation with Dan. Check out his website, uh, com. Check him out on uh, in, uh, Twitter. He's going to tell you where to check him out at the end. So listen, you're going to really want to listen. Look these things up. We're going to have Dan back on to go over, get even deeper on this uh, next year. And uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, with me today is uh, Dan. Uh, I met Dan on Twitter through a Twitter space that uh, Clint Russell from Liberty Lockdown had going on. You guys were debating uh, whether the Twitter space or the Twitter files and the FBI involvement was a First Amendment issue. Uh, and then uh, you mentioned some things about taxes, and which peaked my ears up. Cause I like to uh, <laughs> learn about how to 
get out of that shit. Uh, yeah, definitely. Welcome to the show. If you would tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and uh Sure. Um so um my name is Dan. I go by Dan Taxation Seth Berman. I ran for president um of the United States with the Libertarian Party in twenty twenty. Um before that I ran for Texas House um in uh, San Antonio. And that was kind of um I guess first getting into politics for me. But um I guess I've always kind of um had this uh this uh I don't want to say anti government spirit, but uh, free free spirit um and recognizing that most uh most government is authoritarian mm-hmm. and uh what they're trying to do to us is just you know try to trying to control us and and um uh sometimes i go <laughs> i go far enough to say they're trying to enslave us um with you know just just with policies that they have and like a lot of us just you know these small seemingly um harmless policies but they all add up and they they all do some really really bad things to to all of us um so i've really just kind of become an activist or an advocate for uh trying to fix some of these problems um and trying to find the most effective thing that we can do um to to actually push back and get our freedoms back cool yeah because uh i like freedoms i don't know <laughs> who doesn't love freedoms uh <clears throat> like i mentioned before i i heard, heard well i mean i was in the the debate or not in the debate but i was in there on the stage there the space that you had with uh, clint talking about the first amendment and um how um you know twitter basically used a buffer i mean uh, the fbi used a buffer so it creates this gray area and your argument was that it wasn't a first amendment uh violation on the part of the government because of the way they did it going through Twitter. Is that what I was getting it, out of that? Kind of. It, it's it's a little bit more um, complicated than that. What what I'm saying is basically that, um, you know, the, the people who were kicked off of Twitter don't have a First Amendment claim. Um, if, yeah. if Twitter were to say, you know, hey, we didn't want to kick anybody off, but we only did it because we were intimidated by the FBI, then, yeah, that would be a First Amendment issue. But if if Twitter's not going to do that, and if they're not gonna, like, even if it's they're they're not going to do it because you know employees were, you know, FBI agents, former FBI, you know, whatever whatever the relationship is, if they don't assert a right, like, you can't have a you can't have a claim against a right that you're you're not going to claim, right? Like, yeah, you know, somebody somebody walks by and and steals your wallet, and like you don't if you don't go to the police and say hey that guy stole my wallet like the police aren't going to go after that guy and and you know arrest him and throw him in a cage for stealing your wallet if you're just like yeah i don't care um you know so it's like it's like yeah sure, you I have mean, a right not to have your wallet stolen but like if you're not going to even say well hey that guy stole from me i'm not going to go chase him down and beat him up but like he stole from me that was my wallet and that's wrong if, if you can't even say that and like you just don't have the right yeah, and that um, actually goes kind of with, um, you know how Elon banned the Elon Jet account for tracking mm-hmm. him in real time because he had claimed that some stalker had chased him down his his infant son or his son's his baby son's car down and jumped on the hood and all this just craziness, right? Someone someone could have killed him, right. and he never pressed. 
any charges. There was no police report, right? So he never went after his wallet. He said, I didn't care. He posted it on Twitter. He doxed the guy on Twitter, showed his license plate and stuff. Now we find out it was an Uber Eats driver that had just stopped in this parking garage to use his phone to check where this delivery was at. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you're talking yeah. about someone stole your wallet and you don't, uh, if you don't do anything about it, then no one's going to go chase them about it. And that's, uh, yeah, that's what Elon did with the whole, the only people that were chasing him were the people that he got to get upset on Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. I think I, I would say it's a little bit different because he, like, yeah, he didn't call the police, but he, he, he did kind of like his own, um, I guess vigilante justice, if you want to call it that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so he did kind of, he, he did kind of assert that he had a right not to be, um, you know, harassed and threatened or, you know, to whatever extent that was. So, so I think there's, you know, there was still kind of that just not using the government to, to, um, uh, you know, to, to, to do whatever needs to be done about it. Um, but I think, you know, it's like, yeah, like, and it's 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 difficult with corporations too, because corporations change, right? Like as soon as um, you've got new employees in there, it's like okay, well, these are all different people. As soon as you have new shareholders, it's like okay, it's, everything's different, right? Same thing yeah. with government too, right? It's just like a, it's just a shell, and people go in and out. Um, and with the government, it's it's interesting because it's like. Okay, well, the government has, you know, a constitution, which and a corporation has basically has a constitution, too. Um, and anything that any of those employees do is supposed to be within whatever the rights of that constitution are, which are which are delegated by the creators of of the the government or the or the corporation. Um, and anything that they don't do within those guidelines, it's it's really um, uh, I see it anyway, as you know, they're doing it as a free agent. They're, they're doing it as. Um, as, as a rogue agent of, of, you know, like, like, yeah, you can, you can put on a McDonald's suit and say, I work for McDonald's. Um, but it's like, you know, when, when customers come in and you're like, you know, I, like, yeah, I don't know, you're, you're poisoning customers. Um, you know, that's, you're not doing like McDonald's isn't poisoning customers. They've got one bad employee who's doing something criminal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that distinction is, is, is really important as well. So, um, you know, so so we have these questions of, okay, it, it, did the government have the authority to to tell Twitter anything? No. Um, like, I mean, <laughs> uh, and I mentioned this on the debate. You know, I, I would say that the FBI shouldn't even exist in the first place. So, yeah. Um, you know, any of those agents, like, what are they doing? Anything they do is 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 pretty much unconstitutional. Um, and if it's if it's criminal, like they shouldn't be able to fall back and say like, oh, we were just doing our jobs, and you know, like like no, because your job doesn't even really exist. Um, and, and you know, I guess my my main issue is we should look at things like more like that, um, because if we start saying everything is a right, like this is a right, this is like these are my rights, oh, my rights were violated, and like everything becomes about that, like it, it's really no different than like the 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 liberal socialist communist agenda where it's just like oh everything has to be given to me for free because it's a right because it's a right and it's like it's like yeah like i can even agree with them and say yeah healthcare is a right like as in like i i have money and i want to buy healthcare and there should not be a single person um standing between me and the doctor telling me you know i can't buy this or i have to buy like a bunch of other things too or you know what i can and can't like that that government person shouldn't be there and that's a violation of my rights but to to have it turn into like oh everybody has to give everything to me everybody has to 
uh, give me free medication, a free doctor, a free platform for me to post things on. Um, you know, it's like, it's like, where's, where does that end? Like that, that starts yeah, turning gimme, into this like gimme. snowball of like, yeah. 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 The gimme gimme's. And then exactly. that takes us into taxes because they, they want to take, uh, they think that our tax money is going to pay for this, for these gimme gimme's. Right. And, uh, yeah. And go ahead. That's, that's, well, I guess this is a great transition is like, you know, if we're talking about like government agents doing something criminal, like ultimately when you sue the government who pays for it, we do the taxpayers, right? That's right. Um, it's, it's not like, you know, the people like, uh, there was, um, there was a cop who like, he, he, he like pulled this guy's pants down and tased the, the crap out of him in front of his kids. And like, I remember seeing this video a couple of years ago and just like a day or two ago, um, I started seeing it go around again. Apparently, they won a they won a settlement, and that that guy and his family they're going to get a lot of money out of that. Um, but it's like the the cops who did it, um, and and it's like if you saw the video, like you, you could just look at it and be like, yeah, this is this is criminal. What this guy's doing here, this is like complete excessive force. Obviously, um, that guy's you know he's probably not getting fired. He still has his job. Um, he's not getting his, his paid doctor or anything. He's not, he doesn't have to pay the, yeah, the settlement. You don't have to pay the settlement. It's the taxpayers yeah, it's that are us. paying the settlement. It's us. And it's like, we didn't commit the crime. Why are we paying for it? Yeah. And, and if the point of a, if, if the point of like, you know, these lawsuits is, well, with the civil lawsuit, they say that the, the point is to make the, the victim whole again. It's not really to punish. Like that's, that's the point of like a criminal thing. Um, but like if the point of a criminal thing is to like punish, the person who did the crime which is what we should be looking at here because a crime was committed it's like where's where's that side of it where's where's you know these rogue government agents who are committing crimes where where, where are they going to jail yeah the accountability um, you know yeah. the accountability of uh what is going on because ultimately the whole fbi thing is it's a deep state state swamp you know uh there's no denying that anymore there's no like you know, because you really heard of the deep state swamp with Trump. And uh, I mean, we've always heard of the deep state, but this whole swamp term. And then you see, I mean, it was Trump's FBI that was making these orders in Twitter. So, I mean, how deep that is. And then right. they're taking our money. They're taking our money to that we it. worked for to <laughs> do this. You know, like uh, when they paid $3.5 to Twitter. That's I, there's no way it's only to Twitter. I mean, this is this is spreads across all social media, oh, yeah. I'm sure. But just they're using our money, and I post this all the time. I say, step one, stop filing taxes. Yep. I mean, now I don't know the whole legalities, right? I know they can't. Uh, there's no laws on the books that you have to file taxes. Uh, and I'd like to talk to you about getting into. Yeah. Basically, the legal, I don't know if you know the legalese or the legalities yeah. of the whole situation, but in my, like, the way I see it is when we do work for a company, a corporation or whatever, we are giving up our labor and our time. We're making no, uh, uh, we're making no capital gains, no profit. We're giving up our labor and our time, the time which we cannot get back in return for monetary compensation, you know? Uh, and right. I just, I, the way I understand it, you can't tax a man's labor like that. Right. 
Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting. So uh, I'll get into I'll get into like the whole getting out of the matrix entirely in a minute. But like even under that under that premise, right? Like if you were to um, let's say you buy like a machine for a factory, um, you get to depreciate that, right? So like the the idea is like okay, you're gonna buy a million dollars worth of equipment to run a factory. Um, and, you know, but like, you know, you might make a million dollars the first year, but you don't get to deduct that whole million dollars, right? Because that machine is going to last you for 10 years. So you only get to deduct a hundred thousand each year. Um, and, and like, so that's how you get your like depreciation, right? Um, but what's interesting, like, if you think about like a human being as being born and like what they're able to produce over like their entire lifetime, and you consider that, hey, this, this human being is, you know, worth like, um, let's just say like, like a billion dollars right like that's yeah. that's how much like you know all the labor everything you're going to pour out all the all the 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 you know um anything creative and insightful that you can create with your mind like all of this stuff that you're going to produce throughout the course of your lifetime is is limited right but it's it's going to be produced and that's that's like a machine that you buy for a factory so shouldn't you be able to then like depreciate yourself and use that as a deduction every year so if you make a hundred grand you know it's like oh well also i have a year left uh, a year less of my life i mm-hmm. should be able to depreciate the fact that that i'm i've now got less free time um but but yeah it doesn't it doesn't work like that <laughs> um and, and it's total nonsense but like to to you know what i was saying about like just coming totally out of the matrix is to like realize that this tax is um it is a tax that they're putting directly on us or they're, they're attempting to put directly on us basically just for existing because this stuff that we do, I mean, we have to earn money to like, we need like, what are the the basic necessities of survival? You need shelter, you need food. Um, and like in order to even have this, you need to earn money, right? Cause you can't just go out into the woods and get it for yourself because then you're trespassing on government property or you know, you have to you know, save up a million dollars to be able to buy the land first. Um, so, so there's you can't do that. So, so you're you're forced to get a job to buy these things and, and provide them for yourself. But at the same time, you're being taxed just on the very you're basically being taxed on your very existence at that point. Um, yes, because as soon no as way. you fill out the W two or W four, uh, especially for <clears throat> your first job, that basically triggers to the government that you're alive and you're willing to pay taxes, right? I mean, if you were able yeah. to start um, from the get-go making cash, uh, you know, being able to be a handyman or something like that and be able to make cash, you stay off the radar, right? I mean, it's yeah. when you do that W-2 or W-4, it's the W-4 or W-2, I can't remember which one it was. It's, the, it's been so a while. You, you give them a W-4, which is a withholding certificate, yep. and then they give you a W-2, which which reports, or they give the IRS a copy of the W-2, which reports to the IRS how much you earned. Yeah, and if, um, when you're 15, 16 years old and you fill out that very first one, you have just now, you know, you're alive, you're willing to pay these taxes, and you've signed basically that contract, right? Right. Yeah. Well, so so here's the interesting thing. If you look at the details of um, of the withholding certificate and, and what this actually like what this is, um, you can look you can, and you look at these codes, right? You can you can um, you can you can verify that everything I'm saying is right here. Um, Section 3402 is where they have the withholding certificate. Um, 
and it basically says that that um, a withholding agent is an employer who gives money to an employee. And then Section 3401 defines, um, or, excuse me, who gives wages to an employee. Um, so not just all money that they give to you, it's only the wages that are that are taxable. And if you go and you look up the definition of wages, wages are money that's that's given from an employer to an employee for a service. Now, so far, this sounds totally normal. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, I went, I, I have a job, I'm an employee, I work for somebody who's an employer. But you go and you look in that same section 3401, what is an employee and an employer? And an employee is just somebody who works for an employer, and an employer is the government. It, it says it says in like completely unambiguous words, it includes um, uh, you know uh, officers of the government, the government itself, um, its its agencies, its corporations, and all this other stuff. So the reality real, is, real quick, most of us aren't for yeah. for my listeners. When you look up these things and you look up uh, these definitions, it's best to look them up through Black's Law, correct? To get the full so, legal definition of what these words mean, right? So Black's, Black's Law is going to be a secondary reference on this. This, this should be the order that you follow. Um, definitions in the law itself, um, which is that's, that's going to be first. If the law says a word means something, it's in the law. Um, as far as the law, you can get it off of Congress's uh, website. Um, but it's better to go to the Cornell Law University. They have all the federal laws um, listed out there, and they have a really good um, search engine and, and basically like hyperlinks to be able to see, you know, back and forth where a lot of the definitions are. It's not perfect, but it's 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 a lot better than trying to download and read a PDF. Um, Black's Law is then secondary. So if the law itself does not define a word, then you want to go to Black's Law Dictionary. Um, and there's there's a very good version of that online. Um, that's free. I think it's I think it's law.dictionary.com or dictionary.law.com, uh, one of those. Um, and what's what's interesting about this is it's not just a dictionary that you know somebody wrote. These words are actually like they're defined by case law. So if the law doesn't define it specifically, you have this this Black's Legal Dictionary, which basically says this is what this word means, and these are all the the court cases, and a lot of them are are federal or Supreme Court cases that say. Um, you know, this is where it was decided what this word means. Um, and then the next thing you can do is if if nothing is there, then the next thing you would do is like go to a dictionary, like a regular, you know, um, Webster's dictionary or something like that. But that's that that kind of gets into a gray area, too, because a lot of people can just say, well, you know, in our community, that's not what we mean by that word. And, and mm -hmm. you know, it comes into some sort of conflict resolution um, argument at that point. Yeah, and with the but, section uh, three thirty four hundred one, you said with the employee and yeah. employer, the definitions. Yes, yeah, so so it says. Uh, let me just let me pull it up here. Actually, right now, um, uh, here employer. Um, an employer means uh, the person for uh, for whom an individual. Uh, oh, sorry, this is. Uh, sorry, it, it defines it the opposite. An employer is somebody who hires an employee, and an employee is uh sorry give me one second here um for purpose of this chapter the term employee includes an officer employee or elected official of the united states a state or any political subdivision thereof or the district of columbia or any agency or instrumentality of any one of or more of the foregoing so basically it's it's somebody who works for the federal government yeah yeah. And, and and these are the people who and now now this is what's interesting about the income tax. Like 
if you think about it and if you go back and read the constitution and you see like all the case law and everything because there's there's like um in in the late in the late 1900s the, there was an income tax that was left over from the civil war and that was finally ruled unconstitutional at the end of the at the end of the 1800s um they they passed the 16th amendment after that and that convinced a lot of people like oh like well yeah that's that's where it allows the income tax um because it says the word income tax in there um, but in reality, that's been ruled on several times. Um, there's a Bruce Schaber case. There's a Baltic Mining Company case. Um, the, these all basically say the same thing, that the 16th Amendment gave Congress no new power to tax. Um, it actually, in, in one of the cases, it says it actually gave, it restricted their power even more by saying that a tax on income is an excise tax. Um, it's not a direct tax, it's an excise. Um, and what what that means is, if you read the Constitution, we, we are we are free people. Um, and I know there's there's stuff in there about slavery and, and all that stuff. But but in general, we're we're seen as free people and, and sovereign individuals. Um, and when you take that into consideration, what is what is um, what right does the government to ha have to impose any tax on us at all? Right. Yep. Um, it doesn't have any. And if you read through, there's a couple different taxes that it says in the Constitution. One is that it, it can um, it can make direct taxes among the states, and and um, there aren't any direct taxes now because everybody they, they try to say like a direct tax is on the people themselves. But if it's on the people themselves, why does it have to be apportioned? It sounds more like um, it was meant to be a tax on the states themselves. Well, the states joined the union voluntarily, right? So the states now have a contract with the federal government because they said we want to be a state. We agree to the terms and conditions, and we'll pay you know whatever annual fee you're going to have based on the population that we have. It's a direct tax on the states, not on the people in the states. Um, but there aren't any of those taxes right now that that ha have really like um, uh, come under scrutiny because like there there just isn't a tax. And they've tried to come up with some crazy schemes for that before, and and there there aren't any. Um, but there's excise taxes and excise taxes or privilege taxes basically mean like if you're asking the government for something, if you're asking for special protection, like let's say you're sending ships back and forth to Europe and you want the Navy to protect your ships, um, you're going to pay them an excise tax because you are you are sailing your ships under the privilege of protection from the federal government. You have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. And like even in a free society or an anarchist society, that sounds totally reasonable, right? Yeah. Like it's like hiring private security almost. Um, it's not, it's not exactly that contractual, but it's, it's very similar, right? It's, it's very close. Um, and so what, what privilege are you, you have a Supreme court now saying that an income tax is a privilege is a privilege tax. Um, what privilege are you exercising by walking up the street to like, you know, to work on a farm or to work in a, in a, in a factory that's not owned by the government? What, what federal privilege are you exercising by doing that and, and trading your time for money? There isn't one. And so so what they did when they created this tax, this this new tax that we have that was created in 1913, um, what they basically did was they said, OK, look, we have the ability to tax um, basically any interaction with the federal government. Anytime you go to the federal government, you say, hey, uh, I want you to mail a letter for me or I want you to manage my retirement fund for me or I want you to, to provide a, a protection service for me or you know anything like that. When you go to the federal government and ask them for something, then yes, absolutely, they have a right to charge you for it and to charge you a tax for it. But absent that, they don't. And so what they did was they they created a law, they, they created this income tax that only applies to a very small group of people 
and then they used some some pretty ambiguous and misleading language in the tax code um, to basically convince everybody that it means us. So when it says every every employer has to withhold from an employee, like we hear those words and we assume that means us. But if you read these definitions, it's clearly not. And so so another big part of this mystery that uh, there's a lot of people out there who talk about this, but I, I think one of the most important um, elements to, you know, why are we paying this tax if we don't have to? Because all the accountants tell us we have to, all the lawyers tell us we have to, you know, Wesley Snipes went to jail and Erwin Schiff went to jail and all these other, you know, trying to not pay taxes. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's all fear propaganda. And how did we get to the point where, you know, if they had just passed an income tax, like why, why would anybody go pay it? Right? Like how would they, how would they get us all like to adjust our lives to go pay it? Well, the tax was created in 1913 but it wasn't until about the 1940s, um, World War II, where everybody started um, started paying the tax. And the reason for that was they needed a big tragedy, right? Like COVID, COVID came around yep. and all of a sudden, oh, you gotta wear the mask, you gotta get the vaccines, right? Um, 2008, there was, a, there was a housing crisis. If we don't get the Fed to print trillions of dollars and, and bail out all these banks, the entire economy is gonna fail. Um, Problem, uh, 9/11. solution. Exactly. 9-11. Um, if we don't pass the Patriot Act, the terrorists are going to win. And, and, and they get us like right now with, with, um, with Ukraine, they're getting us to spend like trillions of dollars oh, over there. And um, they're getting insane. us into, you know, the COVID thing. They're getting us behind the eight ball when it comes to CBDCs, this digital, uh, everything currency. Everything. Yeah. They've really got us, uh, behind the eight ball on it and the whole, push for the great reset and the gaslighting by telling us, Oh, that's not true. There, there, nobody wants to reset anything. And on the web website, they're telling you they, they're writing books about resetting, you know, things. It, exactly. Uh, and, and even think about like, what was the FDA doing? The FDA was publishing articles saying, you're not a horse. Don't take ivermectin. And they backtracked on that about a month ago saying, we never said it was just for horses. Um, so they're they're like literally out there um, presenting misinformation. Now, what happened in World War II was the U.S. wanted to get involved in the war really bad, um, and and when they did, they needed a lot of money to pay for it. So they had this thing called the Victory Tax, and they said it's the patriotic thing to do. We're going to have all of your employers withhold a small amount of your money, and it's going to go to pay for the war. And everybody was like, okay, because like if we don't, the Germans are going to come over here and kill yep. us all. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And and then and then what happened? Like some some people came out and said, "Well, this doesn't sound legal. This doesn't sound constitutional." And what do you think the government did? Oh, there's a, of course everything we're doing is legal. Like, oh, these people are crazy. They think you don't have to pay the tax. Those people are crazy. And that that continues today. The government, you can go to the to the IRS's website and they'll say some absolutely insane things that you can go and, and verify in the tax code for yourself that are like blatantly false. Um, a, a big one is trader business. <laughs> um, trader business is like, and, and they, they, they make you running, uh, run around in circles in the tax code trying to find it. But trader business, um, like that's one word trade. It's not trade or like you're not involved in a trade or you're involved in a business. It's you're involved in a quote unquote trade or business. It's one word. And it has a definition, um, and it's basically exercising your duties as a public officer. So, like, 
when you're reading through the IRS website and it says anybody who's involved in a trader business has to pay taxes. And then they start talking about like, yeah, you're self-employed and yeah, self-employed, you know, you, you look up the self-employment tax and it says right there, trader business. And then you look up trader business. It's, it tells you right there, but they talk about it as if like, no, of course, this means everybody, this means every business it's, and, and, and they, they, they have all this stuff on their website and they, they change the language from the law one to make it easy to read. Cause I mean, the law is, is it's tough for anybody to read. Um, and that's by like, design, you know, right? I mean, yeah. we're led by a nation. Of, I like to say, well, I think other people say, but a nation of uh, lawyers, crooks, and snakes, basically, uh, and the legalese that they use on the people, which I thought uh, that was a uh, something written somewhere that uh, when they write these laws and these bills and stuff, they need to be uh, legible, basically, to the layman, you know, that they can understand right. them. And, I mean... If you look at look at the uh, spending bill they just brought in the other day, that one point seven trillion dollar spending bill, yeah, four thousand pages. You know, right. Rand Paul has to wheel it in on a cart. You know, and and, and you the know, people aren't understanding the stuff that's hidden inside these things, and and what they're getting away with, what they're just stealing from the American people, and the American people are voluntarily giving it to them, unknowingly, right? Yeah. I mean, because of it's not laziness. They don't understand yeah, it. it's, it's just it's just you you've got to go to work. You've got to get you know. It's the same as uh, when you try to tell talk to people about what's been going on the last three years. You know, so there's people who don't want to hear it because they're busy with life. You know, and yeah. they've got to pay those taxes. People like to use that. You know, there's only two guarantees in life: that's taxes and death. And that's that's a yeah. lie. That is a lie. And uh, yeah. people need to understand this, and and that that's what is going to break these uh, so-called change. Back to the block, uh, the the Bitcoin and the CBDCs. Right there in the name of it, it's called the blockchain system. It's a it's an enslavement system, uh, and it's it's once we lose cash, we lose the last line of anonymity. Right, uh, as far as being able to tr to um, do commerce we lose that last little bit of anonymity anonymity and they're able to track trace and and follow every move and step we make at that point absolutely if uh going back to uh you know wesley snipes and like i, I think lil kim went to uh prison and a couple others for uh these tax things which again is used as a fear tactic can you elaborate a little on like why they yeah. went to prison and so uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Wes, Wesley Snipes is an interesting story, and, and there's there's lots of terms out there where people get confused, right? They're like, oh, if I don't, uh, we got into this on the debate yesterday, um, and it's like, like I know Clint is like he's he's pretty educated about, you know, a lot of this stuff, right? Yep. Like this government stuff, gun rights, free speech rights. Like he's he's not a dummy, right? Yep. But at the same time, he said something that's like so basic about about you know if you don't file, you're going to get audited, and it's like that couldn't be further like. An audit means you're you're taking a filing and going through and, and making sure everything is correct. Like that's what an audit is. So how can you be audited if you never filed? And you can't be. Um, but it's like these these basic distinctions, like this is really frustrating for me because I'm out here trying to get everybody to like stop paying taxes. Um, and and you know, for a lot of people, it's like they're still like, 
oh, like no matter what I do, I'm going to go to jail for evasion or for not filing. And it's like, these are very, very specific things. Um, and and uh, so, so, so let's talk about Wesley Snipes. He was charged. He wasn't charged with evasion. Um, he was charged with willful failure. Uh, sorry, not willful failure to file. Um, hang on a second. Let me pull this up because I, I just I just reposted this uh, uh, yesterday. It was willful failure to file. I think is is um, the section right before the one he was charged with. Um, but he was also charged with a bunch of cases of fraud. And the reason for that is not because he he refused to file um, or, or you know, anything like that. What happened was he was following this, like, sovereign citizen advice, which was basically yep. saying, you know, the, 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 the Federal Reserve has your birth certificate and an account with a million dollars in it your man name. And, type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, he filed according to this. Um, and then, uh, uh, let's see. And he was charged with, I have a link right here to his actual indictment. I think it was section 7203. Cause I think he was found uh, not guilty yeah. on the federal tax fraud charges themselves. He was actually convicted on three other charges. He was, he, he ultimately, he got one misdemeanor willful failure to file. And what that willful failure to file is, is, um, it, it's a misdemeanor charge for not filing. But this is under, um, if you look up the code for this, it's section 7203. Um, and it's it's in this chapter, um, which has to do with, with tax crimes. But if you look at section 7201, or well, first let me say section 7203 is, um, it says any person who who is um, obligated to file a return and and willfully refuses to to file the return, um, but the thing is, it says any person, and if you look at the definition of person in this chapter, it says very specifically for the purpose of this chapter, a person is an officer of a corporation. So, no individual that I know of has ever been charged with willful failure to file, not having a, a corporation be cited. Um, I, I will say that. Um, uh, John McAfee, when he was, he had, he had a few different federal cases going on for like trying to push cryptocurrency stuff. Um, but he was, he had a charge filed by the IRS, which was also willful failure to file. Um, but they didn't list a corporation in, um, uh, they didn't list a corporation in his, uh, in his indictment at all. So there was a very good chance. Now he was sitting in a, in a prison in Spain, so he couldn't, you know, it's not like he was planning to come back to the U S and fight it, although they were trying to extradite him. Um, but there was, there was no chance that they would have ever won that case because that only applies to corporations. Um, when it comes to Wesley Snipes, he basically, yeah, he got, he got all of his cases dismissed. Um, they, they basically said, oh, he was, you know, and again, like he, he wasn't trying to say, I don't owe the tax. He was trying to pull some shit to get, you know, free money out of some government account that didn't exist because of some sovereign citizen stuff. Um, and, um, and like that's that was considered tax fraud, but they let him off on that, or not even tax fraud. It was um, like uh, uh, Title 18, which is just fraud against the government. It's not even tax fraud. Um, and so, uh, so he had those those charges dropped because they basically were able to say like, hey, no, he was being, um, you know, misinformed by some some guy that was running a tax fraud scam, and and so so that was um, so those were dismissed. See, um, I was under the impression like. I thought there was a difference between like personal taxes and capital gains types taxes. Uh, 
And I said something they're, about that. I, I think you said that they're basically the same thing. Yeah, those are all they're all under Title 26. And and what happens is so so let's let's um let's jump back to um let's jump back to what's taxable, right? Yep. Um capital gains is is capital gains is money, it's basically profit that you made um in while engaged in a trader business. So, which, which I said before, a trader business is, you know, your employee, your, your, it's the duties and functions of a public officer. So if you're not working for the government, you don't have any capital gains, but what will happen is let's say you have a, a stock trade account or um, Bitcoin account or, you know, a Bitcoin exchange, whatever. Um, what happens is all of these companies and these companies, by the way, they're, they're very, very much um, uh, coerced by the government to do this because they, I mean, they have multi-million, sometimes billion dollar organizations um that you know the government's basically threatening to shut down they have a lot to lose they're just going to comply um and what they're going to do is they're going to file all these 1099 and, and uh, w-2 forms with the irs and what the irs does is they look at these forms and say oh okay well this guy made a whole lot of money involved in a trader business and then he and the, they're going to look at your w-2s and say oh he also received a lot of wages so we're going to expect that he's going to file a return if that return doesn't match up with these numbers, then we'll audit him. Um, now, there's an exception to that. If you tell them, I'm disputing those numbers, if you're saying, yeah, this guy said I earned $50,000 in wages, but I earned zero in wages from him because he lied and those weren't actually wages, um, then they basically have a dispute which they can't prove because they can't prove that you were a wage-earning employee because you weren't. And they know that if they if they tried to pull this employer, quote unquote employer, um, in, into any kind of court and like if you're and yeah, and the government does this all the time. Right. They'll, they'll pull people in and say, um, you know, well, I'll use this this extreme example just to just to point out how unfair the courts can be, um, at least to people who don't know their rights. Um, they'll pull in people and say, well, uh, somebody was murdered and we need to put someone in jail. We know it wasn't you. But if you plead guilty. Um, you know, you only get five years, but if you try to fight it, you know, we do have enough evidence to, to make the jury think you were guilty and you're going to go sit in prison. So somebody who doesn't know the rights is just going to say, okay, fine, I'll plead guilty and take five years instead of 30. And now an innocent person is in jail on their own confession. Um, they'll do this to people all the time. So if the IRS comes to you and says, you know, well, we have a 1099 here. Isn't, isn't this your capital gains? Isn't this your, um, your dividends that you earned or, or, you know, from from your stock account, whatever. Um, and if you don't know enough to say, well, those aren't capital gains, that's that's wrong. Um, you need to throw that in the trash. That's not, I don't have a trader business. I'm not involved in a trader business. Um, then what you're going to do is you're going to say, oh yeah, well, I did make that money. I guess I got to pay taxes on it. And that's that's part of the scam. Um, and the, the same thing with a W-2. A W-2 is, is filed with wages and they actually have a form called the W-2C to correct any of that. Um, and they'll lead you to believe that like, oh, you know, that's, that's for if, you know, if you earned, if you earned 45 and they claimed 50, it's just, just to readjust it down to 45, but you can use it to zero out. Um, you know, assuming you're not an employee, um, you can zero that out and say, I research, I received zero in wages and you can answer that truthfully. Um, and you can give it to the IRS. And, um, in most cases, they're not going to push back and they're just going to say, okay, well, I guess we got to update our records. And now if you file a return in accordance with that, um, then, then basically they don't have any, they don't have anything, um, in their records, uh, cause it's, you know, they're, they're in their snitch system. They don't have anything in their records that says, Hey, we need to go audit this guy. 
because our numbers actually match his numbers and he doesn't have to pay any taxes. Um, but there, there's, there's another school of thought also that's, uh, and it, uh, so, so I know some people who do this, um, because, um, they, you know, they have, they have money withheld on a W-2, even if you file an exemption, which you can do if, you know, if you say, if, if you like, if you understand you're not an employee, you're not earning wages, um, nothing should be withheld. Of course you can check exempt. Um, but what's going to happen is if you do that, they're not going to withhold the income tax. They're still going to do social security and, um, uh, and Medicare and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so some people do this, they, they file to get some of the money back. Um, even though technically what they're filing is uh, a 1040, what they'll do is they'll file a 1040 NR instead, which says they're a non-resident alien. Um, uh, because a 1040 basically says, no, I'm a, I'm a taxable individual that, that resides in Washington, DC, which is not true. So they would use a, a, a 1040 NR. Um, other people will say, you know what? Don't even sign a 1040 at all. The best thing you can do is just stop uh, stop the withholding as much as you can. Um, and and when uh, what they'll try to do is this is this is another uh, another scenario that could happen is if you don't file, they're not going to come haul you off to jail. In fact, there's like there's something like 100 million Americans who don't file at all, um, who are, who are you know of age and earning money and all this other stuff. That's like that's like a like a third of the country basically yeah. not paying taxes. Um, and and you know and they prosecute less than a thousand people a year and all that's you know people who are basically saying I got twenty kids, um, you know that kind of stuff. Um, so if frauding, if, lying, which exactly. that makes sense to, you know, be have yeah. criminal charges if you're lying and and defrauding the government, uh, you know. Right. Which they I mean, it all about this, the law. That still doesn't make sense because they don't because they lie to us all day. Yeah, but, <laughs> this is true. But, this is. But true. yeah, but it, but it makes more sense, right? It's, yes. it's like you're you're committing fraud. You're yep. committing fraud in a way. Um, and in a weird, it's in a weird way too because like the fraud that you're committing is basically saying, I owe you taxes, but I'm gonna cheat and give you less of it. When the reality is like you don't have to lie at all, and you can just say I don't owe you taxes, and and you'd be doing a lot better for yourself. Um, but so. So in the situation where you don't file, what's going to happen is, um, depending on on how much money you made and, and and how far behind the IRS is, usually five or six years after you know that year, they're going to come around and say, hey, we got some 1099s from you know five years back, and um, and uh, you didn't file, so we're going to file for you, and they're going to file what's called a substitute return, um, and they're basically going to send you a bill. And say this is how much money you owe, and at that point you can just respond back and say, "No, I don't know any of that money. Where'd you get your information from? Oh, you have some 1099s. Those are wrong. You better take them off your books." Um, and you can dispute it that way. Um, and there, there are people who that's that's kind of their, uh, you know, they don't have anything withheld, so that's kind of their strategy, and that's what they do. Um, now, I want to say this, like, because I know a lot of people hear all this and they get excited and they're like, "I want to stop paying taxes tomorrow." Um, there's there's a lot more to this like i'm giving the short version because you know we only have so much time here um it really takes a lot of research i tried this on my own um like maybe 20 years ago and i i finally i went back and forth with letters with the irs and finally i couldn't keep up and i didn't know how to respond and i didn't have anybody to help me um so i i basically got screwed and they emptied out one of my bank accounts um Interestingly enough, that led me to find out that they have a non-collection status. So if you call them up and say, hey, I don't have any money, I don't have a job, I don't have any property, they'll actually stop harassing you for, for money. And once the 10-year uh, statute of limitation runs out, then you don't have to pay them at all, which is great. <laughs> but that's that's another story. 
But my point is like, there's, there's really a lot to learn and you don't want to end up in that situation. So uh, you, you definitely want to get educated on this. Um, there's some, some great resources out there. Um, there's a book by Dave Champion called Income Tax Shattering the Myths. Um, there's Paimon Motahede, who's, um, who runs the Freedom Law School out of Florida. Um, his, his website is livefreenow.org. Um, and he's, he actually, uh, he, he personally, like he has a whole education program. Um, he'll consult with you and he actually has an insurance program. So basically if you become a member of his program, um, and you decide to, to do this, then, you know, if, you know, if the IRS sends you a letter, uh, basically he handles it for you. Um, and, uh, if the, if at any point, and this has never happened, but if at any point the IRS ever does get anything out of you, he has a million dollar guarantee. Um, so he'll reimburse you for whatever you get. So there's, there's Sweet. some really great resources out like there to help people along with this. Um, but yeah, I would like, just, just do the research first and make sure you have a strategy before like you just, you know, I know it's tempting to just want to say like, yeah, I'm going to start telling you, I'm going to call them up tomorrow and say, screw you. Um, but yeah, make sure you have a strategy in place because because there can be some pitfalls and, and you can't end up in a in a sticky situation. Yeah, because again, I mean, they're using, you know, the legal system. I mean, that they're using this lawyer and legalese type stuff and and definitions, you know, that, you know, some of these things have double meanings, basically. Like when you're talking right. about employee and employer. And this right. has to do with the government. This is, doesn't have to do with with the layman, basically. Right. And what's interesting too is like if you just got a if you just got a weird random phone call from somebody and yeah we're with the IRS uh, nothing to worry about we're just we just want to ask you a couple questions. Is it true you're an employee of of such and such? You know this this would never happen. But like you're you're an employee of such and such corporation, and you just say well yeah. Then it's like, okay, uh, you just admitted that you're working for the government, which is absolutely not true. But that's enough for them to say, like, oh, well, we have, because because here's the thing, they know that like most of the forms they get are absolutely false, right? They know like most of the people who are sending them W2s are not earning wages, but like that's good for them. That means more more income for them. So like they're they're gonna keep like they don't care if you lie to them as long as you lie to them in their favor. Is there a way to um, basically bypass federal uh, uh, wage garnishments? So yeah, so okay, so well, let, let's not confuse garnishments with withholdings because garnishments. Oh, garnish, is yes, what's yes, sorry, happen. I'm sorry, withholding. Yeah, after because I mean, garnishment is a thing, right? Once yep. they assess. Whether whether you return, you do a return or they do a return and they say, you know, then they're going to. OK, yeah, we got bank accounts. We got we yeah. got wages. We're going to garnish all this wrong stuff. wording. On OK, that so one. yeah. But so withholding. Um, so there's a couple different things you can do with holding. Um, like I said, you can file exempt and that gets most of it. Um, and see, people when, are when afraid I, of the fi the exemption filing. Right. You know, yeah, I, I had an employer are. one time take my exemption and change it to 99 uh, uh, dependents. And I was like, what are you doing? For that's... one, I think that's illegal. Two, yes. she goes, well, <laughs> she goes, if you file exempt, it's gonna trigger the IRS. I'm like, no, nah, putting down that I have 99 babies is going yes, to trigger will. the IRS. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm exempt, wow. I, don't, I make no profits. 
I give time and labor, right, for monetary compensation. I make no profits. Why? There's no reason for me to be paying the government. They don't, I don't owe them shit. That's insane. I believe but, but, in, like, state taxes and city taxes because I live here. You know, I use the roads and such and, or whatever. I mean, it depends on what road you're on and who's doing the maintenance. But right. city and state tax, I mean, that's a different ball game there. This federal tax, and then to see what they are doing with our money, yep, is sh people should be infuriated. You know, I, I had this short conversation with Jesse Ventura last night on Clubhouse about this, and you know, he's like, I, he was basically saying, I don't really care about it, and it's like you should be pissed, you should be infuriated. Well, we always knew there was a you know a deep state. It's not, it's we knew that, but the way now they're showing it in our face and then you have this ukraine uh proxy war going on and they're just pumping money into this laundromat called ukraine it's uh it's it, p the american public should be infuriated in my opinion yeah you know what's sad uh is like okay I, I, well honestly i don't know which one is worse um having this much money taken away from me, like being told I have to pay this much in taxes or knowing that the, the federal government is killing innocent people all around the world. Um, like I, cause the, those both triggered me at a, at a young age. I don't know which one came first, but I think when it comes to the public at large, um, sadly, I think there are going to be a lot more people who are willing to say, Oh, I don't have to pay income tax. Uh, I'll, I'll stop doing that than to then to say, oh, there's enough people who are going to, you know, do whatever they need to do, keep paying the taxes and go to Washington and protest the war and, and all that other kind of stuff. Um, so interestingly, I think like like especially like I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a great gift that we have um, that we have this ability to say, you know, we're going to there's a legal way for us to not pay this tax and to not fund these wars. Because, um, you know, it, any other country under any other constitution, it could be like, no, our constitution says we can take whatever we want from you at any time. Yep. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's something that they have to deal with. Um, but for us to be able to say, like, yeah, we're, we can legally we can we can stop giving you money and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and then that's going to that's going to like shut off all this money laundering and all these wars and everything like that's that's like the best thing that we can do. And I think what's what's I mean. You could say like it's it's a bad thing, but you could also say it's a good thing um, that more people care about you know how much money is coming in their paycheck than what's going on halfway around the world. Um, yeah. Is that we could get the rest of the country to stop paying these taxes, or you know most of them to stop paying these taxes, um, and that's just as a secondhand effect, it's going to shut down this this military industrial complex um, from doing all the stuff that it's doing. So it's um, it's it's really like i think it's a great um it's a great strategy for you know for ending wars but what's interesting too because like a lot of people will be like oh you just want the federal government to go away and it's like look the the income tax is not their only source of revenue there are literally thousands of taxes like i mean you mentioned like state and local taxes um and there's like thousands of those too right you've you've got well, like tariffs you know, like, tariffs on other countries and importing goods and exporting goods imports and exports um, like it's, it's insane. Like people are like, Oh, we got to pay these taxes for the roads. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're paying probably 40 cents a gallon. Um, every time you pump gas to pay for those roads, there's it's, they, they, they bring in some insane, like $200 million a day in gas tax alone. 
it's like it's an insane amount of money and then what we get back is like pennies yeah and we see you know corporations get away with you know paying zero tax and i i was always wondering this like you know it always goes back to like jeff bezos uh uh elon musk and and trump and stuff but like I know that Jeff Bezos pays himself a salary of like $68,500 and something dollars a year. He's doing that to as a loophole, right? To to keep himself in some weird tax bracket, I'm assuming. Cuz ever since he's opened Amazon, he pays himself a $68,000 like $580 salary. And it's uh, honestly I don't think that I don't think that does much for him because like most of his wealth comes from holding the Amazon stock. Mm -hmm. And if he sells the stock, then, you know, they're, they're going to want a, a capital gains tax on it. Yeah. Now, if he's if he believes in the tax system and he's paying taxes on everything, then what he's going to do is like he's going to find like all kinds of deductions and tax shelters and like all this other stuff. So he doesn't have to pay gains on that. Um, and, and that's but he's using like, the system just like Trump, just like everybody else. Everybody yeah, should be exactly. using the system the same way. You know, when we see people are angry because Trump, Trump didn't pay his taxes or so-and-so didn't pay their taxes, it's because they're using the system that's been designed for them. You know? Yeah. And, and, I mean, here's another one, too. Like, like we're, um, we're not allowed as individuals, like, even if we're playing the, playing the game, right? Like, as individuals, we're not allowed to deduct our rent or our homes, right? Like, like these, these are, like, basic human necessities. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we yeah. be able to, to deduct that, right? But we can't. Um, but, uh, like, you know, a corporation that has a huge office building, they get to deduct 100% of it. Now, if you're working from home, you get to deduct, oh, well, how many, like, they'll go through, like, all this bullshit about, like, how many square feet is your office? How many hours are you in there? And, and you'll get to deduct that. And it's like, okay, that's, like, that's really kind of crappy. Um, but like, at least we get like a little bit of a deduction, but now it's like, okay, everybody's shifting to like this, this work from home thing, or at least we were for a while. Um, I know some people are still there and I, how many of those people who are working from home know that they can now use their home, um, as a deduction and they can use their internet bills and their phone bills and everything else as a deduction. And how many people are actually doing that? Um, not, not many. Yeah. And it's, it's like, why not? Well, there's it's 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 complicated to figure out the math uh for one thing um you know do you have an accountant well i don't want to spend a couple hundred dollars on an accountant because you know i'm probably not going to get that much back out of it i'll just use the free you know online thing but it's like it's like yeah it's the 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 resources are not um they're not there for for the average joe and this is something else that's, that's worse about the irs is um, I mean, so for one thing, you've got like these big these big filing companies like H&R Block and these other guys, they're they're lobbying Congress to make it more difficult to keep these things difficult so that you have to go hire them to do your taxes, because if it was simple, they'd be out of business. Right. Um, but but then you you also have. Um, um, oh, shoot. What was I going to say? I just lost this other thought. Um, um, yeah, but it's it's I mean, this this it's just insane and and they try to just take advantage of everybody um and uh you know oh this is what i was going to say the irs openly admits that the people that they audit are the middle class because they know rich people hire accountants and they can go audit them and harass them and they're probably not going to get that much out of them um because they have accountants going over everything 
but they go after the middle class who are more likely to make innocent mistakes. And then those people are the ones that they, they get more money out of. And if they find an innocent mistake, they'll assume it's a, an intentional mistake and they'll, they'll try and, you know, just really screw everybody over and put in penalties and everything else. When it's like, no, I did this on my own. Of course, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not, I'm not a professional accountant. Yeah. Um, or, or I lost some receipts or, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely insane. But the IRS like admits like that's, that's their game plan. Yeah. And, uh, real quick before, uh, we get wrapping it up, uh, they implemented this new $600 on digital. Is mm -hmm. it just digital a digital transactions? <clears throat> and, uh, is that just on digital things or is that have, has that changed the, cause I know there was a $10,000 like trigger when you made so, uh, moves with te you know that type of cash but now $600 they talking about sending people 1099s yeah i mean that's that's actually kind of already that's kind of always been the thing um where if somebody gives you money so let's say like i'm i'm a freelance you know whatever and somebody gives me more than $600 they're supposed to report it to the IRS that's kind of always been the thing but now what they're doing is they're trying to get like banks in on it as the middleman so, you know, oh, well, we saw $600 in transactions. So now we're going to we're going to have them report it because you're probably supposed to be paying taxes on it, even though if it's it's you know, it's not it's not taxable activity. Um, but if you get a 1099 and and it says it's a tax like the 1099 basically says it's a taxable activity um, and you don't know that you can dispute that and say, no, it's not because you don't know what the rules are, then, then yeah, you're going to get screwed and you're going to end up paying it. But what's interesting is like how many people pay um more than six hundred dollars in uh to the electric company every year or to their phone bill every year yeah. or to the internet company like are, are you are, shouldn't we shouldn't we all be like shouldn't like you know 350 million americans be calling up their their internet providers and saying hey we want your tax id so we can send you a 1099 yeah yeah i mean it works like, both it, ways right think about that yeah um, and, and like, no, of course, because like the, the, the reason that the system or the, the way that the system was put in place was to understand that, um, you know, understanding that, that, you know, 350 million Americans, nobody wants to pay taxes. Most of them aren't going to, but when you have a big corporation, then basically you can, you can tax, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people at a time, um, by, by getting those big corporations to report on all their customers. So it's, it's really like, it's, it's a matter of convenience for the IRS and so now when you go to, when you look at the banks and it's like the banks are all registered with the federal government, they're all part of the federal reserve system. Um, they already have all these regulations and everything to comply with. They'll just create a system where they can upload a file and like all these like billions of transactions go into this computer and then they can just like apply that to your tax account. And now when they do their audits, they just have a, a lot more information to go on. It's crazy. I, I find it, uh, I, which I didn't know this until just recently that uh, I'm surprised I didn't know this, that. They removed um, the Federal Reserve removed that um, required uh, the requirement of funds or what of reserves, the, the, the reserve, reserve requirement really? for all institutions in the United States. So zero. If you look up the, the no. yes, no back way. in March of 2020, there's no. And ever since what the Federal Act, the Federal Reserve Act, right? Is it uh, 1913? Was it? They've always had to have that 10 percent in there, if I'm correct. Right. And now, yeah, well, it's, zero. It's fluctuated, but like, yeah, zero. Always something. Zero. Wow. If you go look it up, it just says zero. And they did that back in March of 2020, and that's that's scary because. 
And people go, Holy well, shit. it doesn't affect me because I can go get $40 out, you know? And it's like, well, if it really came down to it and you wanted to, like, clean the bank out of your life savings and go down to somewhere in Mexico and live your life, they're not going to have that money for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, they, they're not yeah. required to have that money for you now. There's no, there's not even a, a you know, there's not even a safety net or anything. Right? I That's mean, they've insane. removed basically the safety net. They've removed basically what the FDIC is there for, right? Because the FDIC is like an insurance for banks, isn't it? And without the 10% there. Well, without the 10%, that just means they're taking on even more liability. Oh, man. It's uh, so. Yeah, the financial I, thing, because uh, uh, that seems to be the last key. You know, it's the last part of the puzzle when it comes to what we're seeing them trying to do with what they call that they say they're not doing the great reset, you'll own nothing and be happy. Uh, right. It's is the dollar. I mean, you've got to wipe out the dollar and put us into this digital currency. And we're already seeing the social credit being used in New York. I seen where two lawyers, one was kicked out of a Knicks game. One was kicked out of a Rockets show because facial recognition seen them seen. They were lawyers for a certain firm and kicked them out for who they work for. So we're already moved wow. into this, this dangerous, dangerous system. And, uh, yep. yeah, COVID really, yep. uh, sped that up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, this kind of going back to my point I made in the beginning is it's, it's going to keep happening. Yep. Um, you know, we gave them an inch. They're taking, they've taken more, more than a mile so far. Yep. And um, once they've taken they're those, keep taking, yep. They never so give them back. back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like we have to, yes. we, we have like, we can't, we can't just, we, we can't just sit here and like, Oh, you know, someone will fix it. There's someone in Congress has got to have some, the sense same old like, people that's been there my whole life and they ain't fixing nothing. Yeah. I we, mean, we can't, we, we got to do it ourselves. We got to figure out a way. Um, we got to figure out a way to, to take control back for ourselves, which is, which is how the system was designed. Yep. Um, but yeah, and they've made it and convoluted way. it clear down on into a grassroots level, you know, where it, I mean, every part of this system that we have is corrupt. And I keep telling people, you know, they want a great reset and it comes down to who, who does the great reset. Do we allow them to do the great, great reset or do we, take control of it, you know, and, and we've got to take control of this, uh, because we're behind the eight ball. We're, we're, we're in a really bad spot and COVID really exasperated that. And, uh, what they've been working on, whether you believe in this, uh, deep state, which they're showing more and more, it's, it's real. It's there. I mean, they just told us the CIA killed Kennedy. We all knew that, but they're revealing yep. these things to us. So, I mean, uh, it really is the and time. And nobody cares. I couldn't, you know, I, when they, when they started talking about that, I was looking for news articles on that because I was like, what did they, what did they actually release? Um, and all the articles that were on the front page were like, oh yeah, they finally declassified all the documents, but there was nothing major, uh, released like that. Anybody yep. didn't know, like nothing, nothing new, nothing shocking. No, well, it's no like the FBI, gun. uh, uh, their release on the Twitter space. Or the Twitter space, the Twitter yeah. files saying, you know, it's nothing new. We do it all the time. We did nothing wrong. So, and we're going to basically keep doing it. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Dan, this has been a great conversation. Going to have to have you come back on another time, maybe get deeper into this, uh, these yeah, other anytime. parts of this. Uh, let people know where they can find you and what you got going on. Sure. So um, I, I've got uh, most of my stuff going on at danforfreedom.com. And if you want to learn more about the tax information stuff, I've got a whole site for that set up at taxationistheft.info. Um, and I've got a cool little merch store on there too, the taxation is theft hats and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's also, there's a lot of great learning information there. Um, we're putting up a video series with, with all kinds of information and there's a, there's a bulletin board or a message board, uh, for Q and a, um, so you can, you can sign up, use a fake name, set up an anonymous account if you want, um, and ask your questions and, and I'll try to answer myself. And I've also got some experts um, Joe Bannister, who's a former IRS agent who swears by everything that I'm saying. Um, uh, I, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say verbatim cause we, we might disagree on a couple things. Um, but, uh, uh, and, and I've got some other people who are some big players in this whole tax honesty movement, um, who, who are going to be in there answering some questions. So, um, if you have questions, definitely head over there and put them into the forum. Sweet. Yeah. Be sure to check Dan out, check out those websites, check out that material, and I mean, because you need to help break yourself from exempt yourself from the matrix, so to speak, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Again, thanks again. Be sure to check out Dan. Yeah. All right, man. Catch you later. Thanks. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll have him back on. Um, Go check out his links. Go check out, you know, like, like I said there, uh, go check this stuff out and exempt yourself from this matrix of bullshit. Uh, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. We'll have Dan back on. Like I said, go uh, hit me up on Twitter underscore Rantcast. Go to rain.rantcast.com for all the links and all the uh, Rantcast stuff. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash Rantcast. Help support the show. And, uh, Support ATN.Live. ATN.Live, uh, those shows will continue and start back up at the uh, the first of the year after the holidays are over. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great uh, rest of, the year, of your year. Peace.